Hey everyone, it's August 13th. I hope you're having a good month of August. We're really getting close to September, which means back to school for me and other youngins. And uh, we'll probably be back to work for, for you adults. You're listening to Diplomatico on Anchor FM, where we attempt to understand the world of geopolitics one story at a time. I'm your host, Pablo Mahana Sandoval. It's been a crazy week. Here's this episode's Diplomatic Brief. And now for the diplomatic brief, a quick lineup of the world's most prominent international stories. First off, Canada's record on racial discrimination will be under scrutiny at the United Nations. Canada's delegation, being led by the Department of Canadian Heritage, is set to undergo two days of questioning by a panel of independent experts tasked with monitoring the implementation of the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination, a mouthful of a title. Uh, the le- legislation being formally adopted by Canada in 1970. Indigenous issues are expected to take center stage of the questioning, with the country's troubling history of discrimination and failed policies under the microscope. Next up, Canadian pastor Hyun Soo Lim returns home after release from North Korean prison. A former senior pastor at one of Canada's largest churches, He had went on a mission to North Korea in early 2015 and disappeared. It was soon discovered that he had been sentenced to hard labor for life in December of 2015 on charges of attempting to overthrow the Pyongyang regime. In a statement today, Lim also thanked the Canadian and Swedish governments for securing his release, as Sweden is Canada's protecting power in North Korea, taking care of all diplomatic affairs between the two countries whose ties have been severed. And finally, 600,000 Syrians returned home in 2017, mostly to Aleppo, according to the UN. According to the reports by the United Nations International Organization for Migration, 602,759 displaced Syrians have returned home in the first half of 2017. According to the IOM, roughly 97% of those returning have been able to return to their own houses. The rest are being housed in other arrangements, either renting, squatting, staying with hosts, or living in informal refugee settlements. Pretty crazy as a world so far. Don't worry, I didn't forget to mention the biggest subject on the minds of North Americans right now, what's happening in Charlottesville. Indeed, that is Diplomatico's big story. Stay tuned. And now for the diplomatic brief, a quick lineup of the world's most prominent international stories. First off, Canada's record on racial discrimination will be under scrutiny at the United Nations. Canada's delegation, being led by the Department of Canadian Heritage, is set to undergo two days of questioning by a panel of independent experts tasked with monitoring the implementation of the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination, a mouthful of a title. Uh, the le- legislation being formally adopted by Canada in 1970. Indigenous issues are expected to take center stage of the questioning, with the country's troubling history of discrimination and failed policies under the microscope. Next up, Canadian pastor Hyun Soo Lim returns home after release from North Korean prison. 
a former senior pastor at one of Canada's largest churches. He had went on a mission to North Korea in early 2015 and disappeared. It was soon discovered that he had been sentenced to hard labor for life in December of 2015 on charges of attempting to overthrow the Pyongyang regime. In a statement today, Lim also thanked the Canadian and Swedish governments for securing his release, as Sweden is Canada's protecting power in North Korea, taking care of all diplomatic affairs between the two countries whose ties have been severed. And finally, 600,000 Syrians returned home in 2017, mostly to Aleppo, according to the UN. According to the reports by the United Nations International Organization for Migration, 602,759 displaced Syrians have returned home in the first half of 2017. According to the IOM, roughly 97% of those returning have been able to return to their own houses. The rest are being housed in other arrangements, either renting, squatting, staying with hosts, or living in informal refugee settlements. Pretty crazy as a world so far. Don't worry, I didn't forget to mention the biggest subject on the minds of North Americans right now, what's happening in Charlottesville. Indeed, that is Diplomatico's big story. Stay tuned. Now, over the past days, brutal violence has rocked the city of Charlottesville. The events revolved around a white supremacist and Nazi rally, supposedly protesting the removal of a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. It also seems they were looking for violence from the start, coming armed with clubs, shields, pepper spray, and donning hate symbols as overtly recognizable as a swastika. Soon enough, counter-protesters showed, including Antifa, and the violence instigated by the Nazi crowd resulted in the death of Heather Heyer after one white supremacist drove his car into the crowd. The response from President Trump was disgustingly weak, condemning violence on quote many sides end quote, prompting reprisals from members of his own party who, interestingly enough, still side with him on almost every issue. Here north of the border, politicians from the federal conservative and NDP parties announced the racist, hate-filled rally in violence, while the Canadian Prime Minister has remained silent, as has Minister of Foreign Affairs Christian Freeland. Why? Is the Canadian government worried on the impact speaking out against the tolerance of hate from the President will have on NAFTA talks? Some say it is not his place to comment on the affairs of a sovereign nation, to which I respond, whenever an act of terrorism is committed, the results in loss of life in the States, Canada has had something to say in support of the victims, and denouncing the perpetrator and his ideology. It seems the Prime Minister is avoiding ruffling Trump's feathers, even if it means deafening silence from the Canadian government in the face of far right-wing terrorism, rocking our closest ally, and to which we are not immune here in Canada. It seems the rhetoric of emancipation and clear Canadian values standing up to Trump on the world stage is eerily absent in these past few days. Perhaps it was never there at all. Of course, this is a conversation and I like to think of it as one. What are your thoughts on the issue? Is it Canada's place to comment? Is it better to stay silent? Why do you think Trudeau is keeping quiet? Is it the NAFT talks or an unwillingness to confront Trump in general? Call in, share your thoughts. Let's have a conversation. Remember, this is a learning journey for me 
as it is for most of us in the field of geopolitics and politics in general. So do not hesitate to call in and share your perspectives on the issue. That was today's big story. For Diplomatico, I'm Pablo Mahana Sandoval.